What is up, folks? It is Dan Rojas here with another TakeOver episode every Wednesday at noon, giving you guys the fire information that you're not going to get anywhere else. I love these VIP exclusives. And speaking of VIP, I have my family on the call today. I've got the wonderful and amazing Tia Billis on the call with me today. And uh, welcome, Tia, to the show. How are you? Oh, God, how are you? Uh, you know, just cranking it out, trying to make sure that we, we get to squeeze a little bit out of your time because I know you're so busy all the time with all these listings and deals you've got going on. So um, just to give you guys some background on Tia, Tia's been in the business for about six years and she recently just celebrated um, home sale number 300 and now she's like already well past that. And uh, she's been cranking it out, been at the top of the charts. She's one top 35 under 35. She um, she wins icon agent status with our company basically every every year annually like clockwork. And she's one of the best. But one of the things you don't get to see from Tia a lot, which is why I have her and we're so thankful to have her here on the show today, is she's actually an amazing teacher and coach. And it's one of those things to see how remarkable it is to see her point of view on a regular basis. I've actually repeated a lot of her phrases from time to time um, because it's true, right? So Tia, Tia, kind of walk us through how how you got here. How did you end up here in this space of real estate? What got you started and, and kind of what has brought you to today as far as being the best of the best on a regular basis? So, I mean, basically I started, I was really, really young. I think everybody kind of knows my story. This time, around this time, uh, what, six and a half years ago, um, I told my boyfriend, like, you know, this is what I want for Valentine's Day. I want you to invest in leads because I was, what, 20, 24 years old when I started real estate. And my sphere was, you know, we were still in, people were getting out of college, had a lot of debt, whatever, you know. Um, no one was buying houses. So where there was people that were starting real estate with me and they were older and they were getting all these referrals and this person wanted to buy and sell. And I was like, you know, I was, I was crying. I was like, oh my God, this isn't for me. This is not what I'm meant to do. This, this, just, this isn't going to work, you know? And um, I had heard about this thing, you know, online leads, which back then actually was not what it is now, right? Like everybody was like, you shouldn't do it. It's a waste of money. No, no, no. And I was like, you know, I thought about it and I, and I did a lot of research and I said, um, for Valentine's Day, I want you to invest money into my leads so that I can start, you know, trying to get some business for, you know, and he said, all right, fine. I'll, I'll for the first six months, I will provide you, you know, with, with leads. And so that's kind of how I started. And, you know, within, from May of, I think that was 2015 to the end of the year, I did a little over 3 million in sales. And then I continued to just constantly progress. And my, I think it was my sixth year in the business, six and a half year in the business, uh, 2021, I closed out a little over an 18 million in sales as a single agent and just me and my transaction coordinator. So let's, let's talk about that, right? Cause you have an amazing transaction coordinator and I've been, I've been finding myself kind of giving that tidbit of advice to people more and agents more and more frequently about what it looks like to, to produce 18 million plus. Right. So let's talk about how that, how the relationships work. Who's who I know who it is, but let's tell the people who your, who your transaction coordinator is. Yeah. I mean, everybody should know by now, Chris Stevens, he's my heart. I love him. He's watching. He'll see it. He knows. I always tell him he literally, I don't know how I hired him after I did 10 million in sales 
no transaction coordinator, nothing. I, I don't know how I did it. Like, I really, really don't know how I did it. And then um, we've been working together now, I want to say four years, and he is literally my backbone to my business for real. Like, you know, everybody that has done a deal with me or works with me or clients, they all know Chris, right? Um, he is, he does all my paperwork. He handles everything. He's on top of everything. So when I'm out showing, like, I don't have time to push paper. You know, I don't, I don't have time to respond to title companies. I don't have time to get my DAs ready for the title come. I don't, I just don't like our system sky slope. I don't even know what it looks like to be quite honest with you, you know, because Chris handles all of that. Chris is the one that does all of that. And it's very, he is a huge piece um, to my business a hundred percent because without him, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do half the work that I'm doing. So it's, it's, it's incredible because even I didn't realize that, right? Like I, I thought I was Superman at one point. I was like, you know, caring two years ago when we were really cranking it out, you, me and Julie Mar, um, I was carrying like 12 to 17 pending at a time. And I was like, going nuts and then finally when when you mentioned it and then julie mar mentioned it i was like maybe there's maybe there's a secret magic to this and now even my agents on my leads teams right we give them a transaction coordinator because the mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is we need to get out of out of our business so that we can focus on the verse on the business versus being in it and I, I see that the difference between the top producers is having that ability so that you can focus on what actually needs to be done for them versus worrying about all the extras, right? All the ancillary parts to our business. Um, let's talk about like what an average day or maybe an average week looks like for you, right? Because a lot of people want to see and know how it looks in the life of Tia, right? So what does an average week or day look like from start to finish, let's say? To be honest with you, I don't have like a, a an average thing that I do every day. I mean, my days can be different, you know, but a lot of times it's follow up. It's reaching out to past clients. It's um, following up on my current deals, inspections. How is that going? How are, the, how are the loans going? And then, you know, you throw in there going to show homes and um, possibly going to meet my clients for, you know, potential listing uh, because I don't go after listings. I, I become more of a listing agent, which is I mean, I love it, you know, but I never went after listings. I always went after buyers, but now my past buyers are now becoming sellers. So I actually posted something on Instagram the other day where I was like, you know, in this business, they always told us like, you only make money by working with sellers, but I'm proof that that's not true because I literally built my business off of buyers. I mean, one year I sold I think 57 homes and I want to say only 10 were listings and all of them were buyers, you know? So, but now those, those buyers have become sellers. So now I've, I've actually been doing a lot more listings than I have buyers in. So a lot of times it's, you know, I have to do CMAs for my clients, figure out what I think the, you know, good listing price is. And, um, a lot of times I go, I always go there before we list the property and I make sure that I kind of stage it in a way where I go there and I'm literally in my workout clothes and I'm like, we're moving this, we're moving that, we're moving this, you know, and we're putting it away for photos where, and I'm helping them and just trying to get them ready to list and sell their property. 
it's funny because a lot of people right now, especially in this market, they're saying like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to focus on being a listing agent. But people people don't really realize what really goes behind it on how to actually become a listing agent. What you're saying is the perfect truth, right? I mean, you started out with um, internet leads. You started as a buyer's agent focusing on that and then eventually grew into that. I think that people don't really understand that concept unless you're going to call 200 people a day, which I know I don't do, right? I'm not... The people that I'm calling are my clients and my friends and my family on a regular basis to take care of yeah. them. And, you know, those are the relationships that I have and I build and I focus on. But I'm not the type of guy to go call 200 people a day. But in order for you to become a listing agent on a regular basis is by working with buyers, right? Because eventually they're going to either relist and sell or they're going to buy another investment with you that they'll eventually have to liquidate and sell and so on and so forth. And I think there's a lot of power to that. So, if it, you know, what I'm hearing from from you, too, is is also guys, make sure that you just build all your relationships. You can win in any market, but yes, it is a little bit more difficult for buyers right now, but it's still possible. I mean, look at Tia. She's still crushing it on a regular basis. And now she has a healthy balance of lister, uh, listings and, and, and buyers. Um, Tia, tell us a little bit about, you know, the magic behind your, your sphere right now and what your, what your outlook is on the rest of 2022. Well, I have a great, I'm well now started to have a great sphere because I've built this business and, you know, I think I've sold over, I think 320 homes in my entire career. So I have a lot of past clients. I have a lot of um, referrals that are now coming, you know, to me and even with selling, like people are like, Hey, I have this person that wants to sell their house. You know, could you go talk to them? Could you, you know, and obviously a referral is always going to be better when you're referred they want to work with you more than the person that knocks on your door, right? Because, hey, you came recommended. Um, but I have now as well, this last year, actually, I started really focusing on my sphere. I am starting to send mailers to them every single month. Um, and, and one thing that I will recommend to everybody and anybody, I don't care who you are, the one thing I do, and I will never stop doing, I don't care if I have 700 clients, I will always handwrite my Christmas cards to my past clients. I think I think that's so vitally important um, because a lot of a lot of people. I, I, another phrase I've been saying a lot is we need to focus on being more human more often. I think a lot of people are losing touch and they're they're losing relationships because you know how simple is it nowadays to click and order a postcard and just send right. it right. So I, I applaud you for that because me, I'll tell you, for example, I slacked last Christmas, right? I sent out my postcards um, and it was, uh, they were just postcards, right? So I didn't handwrite them. So I applaud you for that. I'm going to focus on well, that. I, one thing I will say is do your, your mailers every month, you know, happy Valentine's day, happy St. Patty's day, throw in a, a way to help them save money, energy savings. But every year, I want my clients to know that I thought about them, each and every one of them individually. And I literally sit there, you know, and I, I think I did 250 cards this year. And yeah, does my hand hurt? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I literally have gotten four deals this year off of my Christmas cards. Because what happens is they get my card in the mail. And because it's personal, they... You know, I put in there and I remember I, I categorize all my closings in Gmail. I have all my files. Right. So I go through and I remember my clients and I, you know, I ask them how are their kids. I keep them on my Facebook. I, I look at their photos. You know, I enjoy those things. So 
I personalize that so that they know like you are important to me. You're not just, you know, a number, you're not just a client. So those, those things right there, I will never stop doing. I did it from the beginning and everybody was like, you're crazy. You should just send a, you know, Starbucks gift card or for me, I, my clients, at least they enjoyed knowing that, you know, I, I remembered them and I knew who they were. So that's, that's a huge thing that I have started implementing in my, well, been doing, but then I'm also touching them monthly now so that they still see my face. I think the follow-up on that is something that a lot of agents forget and a little tip for a lot of agents out there, you know, you can also double down on this too, right? So a lot of agents are really bad with the follow-up. Let's, let's say it's 90 to 95% are awful with the follow-up. You really want to win some clients and get them ready for the next sale. Um, as a listing agent, when you're on the buying side, go and add the folks on the other side of the deal to your repertoire. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I've actually won some deals in the past where a seller will call me and be like, Hey, um, you might not remember me, but I'm so-and-so and you, you were on the selling side of this listing and we bought it and we love the home and we can't get a hold of our agent. Um, do you, can you tell us what our house is worth? That was literally the phone call that I got from a mm -hmm. listing that I got. And it was simple because I actually, what I did was I just added them to a mailing list, right? That I already had, that I was working on with my postcards every month. And because of that repeat from them seeing it, they were like, okay, well, they, they did call their other agent, but I guess he didn't save their number or whatever it may be, but they called me directly and they were like, hey, you know, can we get a quote? We ended up selling their house. So you want to double down on it, love on everybody in the transaction. We even do it, you know, I know Tia and I do this a lot too. Um, whenever we have agents on the other side of the deal, we invite them to a lot of our trainings, right? Because we have some of the best training in at least Central Florida and Florida, I'm not seeing a lot of other people doing the stuff that we do on a regular basis. So we we add them into the mix because this is we all win together. That's the reason for this podcast, right? We're giving you guys the secrets of Tia Billis and all these other winners that are winning consistently, right? And it's for you guys to go ahead and be better every single day. Um, Tia, as we're running out of time, because I know that we're kind of crunched for it. I know you and I both have things to do after this. Um, what are your favorite three tips that you can give to, um, and I'm going to ask three different levels. So one, what's one great tip for one agent starting out today? What's one great tip for an agent two years in and a tip for an agent five years in? What's your, what's your favorite tidbits for each of those? So first starting out, I always tell people invest in your business. Okay. Everybody comes into real estate thinking that you're going to get free leads. Yeah. You might get lucky. Maybe you do, but you need to invest in yourself, whether it's, um, hosting open houses, um, online leads, door knocking, cold calling, whatever it is, you need to invest in yourself. That is the biggest thing. Don't come in here thinking that you're going to get handed anything, invest in your business. 100%. That's what I did. And it's the best thing I've ever done. And I will continue to invest in my business because I know what my return is. Um, the second one was somebody two years in two years in. Yeah. Two years in. Um, hmm. I would say, um, just follow up with your sphere, keep following up and keep doing what you were doing when you first started. Don't become too big headed that you think, oh, I'm two years in. Oh, I had two really good years. God has a way of humbling people. Okay. So 
So you have to keep on working the way you were working before. And don't think you're too good to take on that $150,000 client. I take on my $150,000 buyers the same way I take on my $750,000 buyers. You get the same attention from me, no matter who you are. I have a client right now under contract with a $150,000 condo. They bought a year and a half ago, another $140,000 condo. But because I give them the same respect and I treat them like all my other clients, they're going to continue to come back. Um, And then five years in the business, I would tell you, you can learn from anyone. I don't care if it's the new agent. I don't care if it's the agent that's been in the business 30 years. Don't ever think that you're too good to learn from people because I have learned things from people who literally just started. I never, ever think that I am too good enough to take advice from anyone. I think that, you know, the newbies that come in, they have great strategies on how to to get a client or how to be able to get leads. I mean, you still need to listen to people. You still need to, again, humble yourself, understand that, yeah, you might be five years in the business and treat everyone with respect. Even that new agent that's on the other side of the deal and you know, oh, this is your first deal. You don't know what you're doing. Treat them with respect. I'm telling you, Tia, this is why I wanted you on the show. Those are some of the best things we've we've actually heard on this podcast, right? Because we tend to get comfortable and a lot of agents get complacent and you see they're the, them fall off or start doing the whole, and I know you love this when they do this, when they're like, oh, I've been doing this for five years or 10 years or 20 yeah. years. And we're like, all right, then why don't you have better numbers? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm really quick to check numbers. Yeah, I know. I know you are. You said it to me. You're like, anybody, on, anybody that's watching, if you ever do a deal with Tia and you try to be Mr. Big Shot, I'm going to look up your numbers and I'm going to know <laughs> who I'm talking to. I love that about you. Tia, we we thank you because this has been one of the best watched podcasts so far. And a lot of people had a lot of comments about it too. They're, they're loving this. So I want to thank you personally for being on the show. You're always a blessing. I love talking to you on a regular basis and texting with you. It's a lot of fun. I've learned a lot from you and this was epic. And you guys, we're going to bring Tia back on the show in a few months um, to give us some more stuff because you're going to be seeing Tia on stage a lot more. And I promise that's actually like a guarantee because we've been talking a lot about these things. So Tia, thank you so much. Make sure you guys follow us. Um, I had Tia's uh, information up there, so let me put it back up there. But you can follow Tia on Instagram. I think that's one of the best ways to follow her because she puts out everything, like listings. She puts out um, information, photos, you name it. She puts out like infographics. Follow her on Instagram at tia.billis. And uh, make sure that you catch us every Wednesday on the Takeover Podcast at 12 p.m. Wednesdays. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Tia, take care. Bye. Thank you.